1: Hey guys,
2: welcome back to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L Y L E S W I T H E N B A N K, as in bank. at Hoopball Hoop Ball Pels is the show. Go and follow us on Twitter if you feel like it, and uh, like and subscribe on your Apple Podcast device or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, rate and review is always great as well uh, if you don't mind. Uh, just a guest appearance today very special guest um we're breaking it all down you'll know him from the bird rights it is the fantastic kevin barrios kevin how are you going
3: i'm doing well um excited to the show finally It's a. Uh, I i know we talked about it for a while but uh glad we got to able to work it out so i'm excited um you know, it's great to, that you guys have a, fo- well, I guess we have a following out there in Australia. So that's uh, exciting. And, uh, I used to live out sort of in that region, not super close, but in Singapore, I know that's a common, uh, vacation for our audience and a lot of Singaporeans study. in uh, Australia. I unfortunately never made it to Australia when I was there, even though I did get to do a lot of traveling, but, um, Yeah, I do a lot of Australians out
2: there. So cool. Yeah, no, I love Singapore. And uh, yeah, completely my bad on not getting on sooner. Um, Yeah, things get in the way. You know, you get in the life starts spinning and we all sit there, and all of a sudden you go, oh gosh, I've got to go back to (laughs) Speedy Kevin and not leave him hanging like that. So I apologize for that, mate. And uh, it is great. Um, Yeah, I love Singapore as well. We were there. Oh. Well, before the pandemic, so a little while ago now. Who knows how long that was? But uh, yeah, a couple of years. But uh, yeah, love the city as well. It's a fantastic spot. But while we're here, the Pelicans, the um, uh, the the bewilderment this year that uh, I've had watching this side. I mean, well, I mean, bewilderment's probably the wrong word. We've watched a team hit by injuries, losing its two all stars stuttering to one and eight start. What have been your overall takes
3: on the season? Are you, are you, is this to be expected? Um, honestly, I did expect it a little bit. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I looked at the over-under and I felt like I would have taken the under. In fact, I was trying to bet it before the um, Zion news came out. We just legalized sports gambling in Louisiana and unfortunately the apps I was trying to bet on weren't allowing me to do it yet. Cause it wasn't ready yet. And, that, and then like two days after that, the Zion news broke and I was like, okay, I'm never going to get that number again anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt like totally healthy. We're probably right around the 500 team. And then, you know, you can't ever expect health with this team, unfortunately. And I, I don't, I'm no, normally a, optimistic pelicans fan but this year i i think the david griffin era has really worn on me I, I do not buy into his leadership um i have a lot of issues with the way he operates and and you know i just don't have a lot of faith in him and so i i felt like that this was going to be a big letdown year i mean the fact the fact is you bring bringing in a brand new coach a whole new roster basically um a first-time coach at that so you can't expect success out of the gate even if you are healthy there's going to be a lot of adjustment periods between for the coaching staff for all the guys to figure out how to play with each other then you throw in the wrinkle of not having your superstar to start the season lose your other superstar uh and you know it's going to be a constant shifting of roles when those guys come back it's going to like Brandon Ingram will probably come back relatively soon, but other guys have gotten custom into a, uh, a role without him. And now they'll have to readjust again as they add him back in. And then of course, when Zion comes in, everything's going to change the whole dynamic of the way the offense works and how, and the defense and how they cover up for bad defenders and uh, things like that will be totally new and it'll be another adjustment period. And fortunately as a Pelicans fan, we've seen it a lot. You know, we've seen, Missing Drew Holiday for long periods of time, Missing Tyreek Evans for long periods of time, Anthony Davis, you know, this constant reintegrating another player just as everyone sort of gets comfortable in their roles uh, becomes, you know, a common thing. And it always takes a few games, a couple of weeks for them to click again. And then unfortunately, you know, you don't really have that time with, I mean, we're one and eight and about to go play Golden State and Golden State. So, I mean, you can pretty much chalk that up to one and nine. Uh, and you don't really have time for learning curves. And that's I feel bad for Willie Green. I think he's gonna be a good coach. And I feel like he was done a disservice in the fact of the way that he's hired in the year that you really have to win because it's the third year Zion. He was an all-star, Brandon Ingram is all-star. You have two all-stars. I always felt like uh, Zion Williams rookie year was that year that they should have hired a coach like Willie Green like a, a young developmental minded coach that really connected to players and to to really grow your your roster that way with your coach that grows along with them and then if that coach it's a guy that can really be that x's and o's statistician that you need when your team's ready to make the leap great you stick with them but then if he's not this would be like the, the last year of him um, and you would go on to that, you know, that established coach that has the X's and O's to get you to that next level. Um, that's sort of the trajectory I think they should have gone with. And because we fired a, a coach every year so far in this tenure and you bring in this unproven coach, it's really hard for him to – to make it work. Uh, you know, it was, it's going to be a real tough assignment for him and I feel for him and I hope he survives it because I think he will be a good coach. I just think he got dealt the raw deal kind of.
2: I I think you've just summarized that so perfectly. You're exactly right. I mean, uh, as you were talking about, especially the coaching stuff with you bringing in Willie green now third year in The Zion and and B.I. are established in the league. You know, the All-Stars have played a bit, uh, you know, Zion less, but uh, he's still been around. He's been an All-Star. He knows what he is in in the context of the league. David Griffin overcorrected his mistakes. It's so obvious that he was like, all right, we'll let Alvin have a year. Oh, okay, well, we've got to change that. I'll bring in Stan because now we can have a taskmaster that is all about defence. Oh, that didn't work. So I'm gonna to have to change it again. Yep, Willie Green. And I think Willie Green's a really good coach. I'm with you. I think he could be a really, really good coach in this league. And you know, I can you can see it in flashes now. And the way he handles himself and his demeanor and his uh connection with the players is something I haven't seen from many coaches um for a long time. And um and maybe that he had something to do with the Suns imploding a bit besides all the other. Robert Sarver stuff that's all coming out at the moment, um, which is just absolutely terrible, but I digress. Um, we've got Willie Green there and I, I see it almost mirroring Brett Brown being brought into the 76ers where they had these young all-stars and they just said, let's grow together. And then all of a sudden you say, all right, we're at a point now where we need to win. Sorry, Brett, you've got us as far as we can. We go and bring in, in Doc Rivers and you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But exactly the same thing. You know, I think Willie Green has been done a disservice. I think he's been dealt a dud hand. And I think he's also been used as sort of the um, the mouthpiece for David Griffin, delivering the bad news now that David Griffin copped all the flack from doing it the first time. And I think that's so fair unfair that it has it, come down to Willie Green nine games into his professional career that he has to deliver the fact that Zion's got a bad foot. This time, I mean... I think it was pretty obvious it was going to happen because he hadn't been doing anything, but um, yeah, disappointing. But what have you have you seen anything in these first the one and eight games? You know um, that you see hope, positivity that you know there might be something there.
3: Yeah, well, of course, you have to say Herbert Jones. You know, having a second round pick to come out right away like that and be a contributor to a team is great. It's going to be interesting to see how he's used once we're fully healthy, how many minutes he gets because right now he's playing Zion's role. Um, and uh, but I mean, his defense has always been great, and his ball handling is really is really good. Um, but now he's starting to sort of unlock his offensive game. But of course, as you know, our snake bitten franchise goes as he's making that offensive breakout gets a concussion from an elbow from his own teammate um you know that's as luck would have it but hopefully he's back tonight or at least by the next game and we continue to see that kind of growth offensively I mean he's been the real bright spot him and Valentinus really uh has been a beast um and it's going to be interesting to see how that fits uh with Zion you, I think you're going to see you know a lot of people were really excited about Valentinus and I like Valentinus a lot as well I'm not saying I wasn't excited about the signing Um, I think a lot of people you know viewed him as like a guy that's going to really space the floor for Zion and while he has a a great mid-range shot and a solid three-point shot which we've seen already I don't think he's going to create that kind of space because I think defenders will choose to be in the paint and double team Zion over and and allow him to shoot as many open mid-range and three-point shots as he wants but the good news with that is that he is willing to take those and willing to make those unlike Steven Adams. So while it might not actually make job easier um, to score, it will improve scoring across the team. Um, So that's great. And also this team has been in desperate need of rebounding forever. And he's a rebound monster. Um, You know, the, you know, our next best rebounder after Valanciunas is Josh Hart, which is, you know, a six, four guy being your, your second best rebounder is a problem. So hopefully uh, some, something can happen there where these guys start boxing out better and and learning how to hit the glass better. Um, but yeah, those guys have been the real bright spot. I thought Ingram looked pretty good in it, um, at the start of the season. So I, I'm excited to see how he comes along uh, when he comes back from injury. I like some of the stuff I saw from him but then again, you know, how's his role going to change when Zion eventually comes back and how are they going to work that way together? Um, I have to say, I've been, I'm, I'm a huge Nikhil guy. Like I think, um, one of the reasons I like him so much is probably because, you know, outside of the, the obvious number one picks and Anthony Davis and, and Zion Williamson, and going back to Chris Paul, I know he wasn't a number one pick, but Those were the obvious choices at those times. It was the first time that this team that I root for drafted the guy that I wanted at the spot. You know, I was like, please let Nikhil fall to us. So I've been really invested in him. And I think he has a lot of tools to be a very successful basketball player. Uh, But I have to say I've been very disappointed with how he's looked thus far. I mean, defensively, the good thing about Nikhil is when he's off offensively, he's still going to fight through screens, still going to rebound, still going to play defense. Um, So that's promising. But I just thought we'd see more from him offensively. And I just think maybe he's trying to do too much with the absence of those stars. And I think maybe, I mean, he said it after the Kings game that his game is best when he's getting to the rim and so hopefully that's his focus going forward, get those easy baskets and then start trying to make threes when you're in rhythm, you know, don't, don't be a spot up shooter. Don't take hero shots. Um, when you're in a slump, but outside of that, I mean, Jackson Hayes has been a disaster, uh, you know, and I felt like last season, I've never been a big Jackson Hayes guy and, Going into last season, I was really down on him. But I felt like De'An Adams and Stan Van Gundy, as much as a disaster as those two guys were, I guess, for the for the Pelicans overall, I felt like those two guys really helped Jackson Hayes. I saw a, definitely a change Jackson Hayes down the stretch of that season. And I, I just, all of that has seemed to have gone out, out of the window to start this season. And I just don't know if there's any long-term future in him, he can't set a screen. I mean, he he sets a screen like Subway puts meat on sandwiches. Like it's just, they wave the meat past the bread and you just get like a scent of meat on it. There's no essence to it. Um, He doesn't set screens. He doesn't rebound. He can't defend the rim. He's just falling all over the ground all the time. He has people love that he brings energy to the team, but it's mostly chaotic energy. It's not energy that's helpful. It's just, you know, you see him getting called for these ridiculous charges. Um, he's following people all the time. He's just running around like a, you know, like a kid jacked up on like Mountain Dew and Skittles uh, at, at recess. Um, yeah, it's energetic, but it's not helpful and it's not controlled. Uh, so I really sort of look, you know, while I thought I was high on the draft, Uh, the drafting that we've done in the Griffin era Uh, you know Jackson Hayes is I think he's more than likely at best JaVale McGee and I'm starting to worry a little bit about Nikhil although I still have faith and then this whole Zion situation as it stands now is not looking it's looking pretty dire whether that means how his career goes forward or if he's gonna be here long term and then um, you know Kyra Lewis has been a little bit, I mean, he's been very disappointed. He had a nice game the other night, uh, but Herb Jones looks great. And I have a lot of faith in Trey Murphy, even though that early like summer league and preseason success hasn't really translated yet to the regular season. Um, so I'm hoping those guys sort of save the last two drafts to some degree. Uh, but yeah, there's been few bright spots, but you got to say Herb Jones and Balanchunas were, are the bright spots so far. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, I
2: think Herb and JV have just been, been really good. I think Herb caught everyone by surprise and I think everyone knew he was a defender, but I don't think anyone realised how good of a defender he is and also how hard he works in developing the rest of his game. I mean, every single interview you see with Willie Green after practice, there's Herb Jones there just getting shots up and it's always him. I mean, maybe it's just because he's right behind them, but it's, it's awesome to see when you've got your rookie who's like, well, all right, I know what I need to work on, so I'm just going to work on it. And you're like, oh, thanks, Ed. Yeah, you know, that, that's yeah. so helpful that you've got a guy that wants to do that. Um, I mean, Jonas Tunis is playing as an all-star at the moment, but he's just been going. He's going next level. And if we don't get anyone back and he just continues to do what he's doing and, um, you know, he's got to be in that game in the middle of February because
3: he's he's next level, Um the only thing that will hold him back is our record, you know, yeah. Like, but he's putting up the numbers. Yeah.
2: For sure. Um, Nikhil, I'm, I'm high on him as well. I think that he has all the tools to just be a fantastic player. And, and maybe he put the pressure on himself to say, well, all right, all the stars are out. It's my time. I need to do this. I'm the leader of this team now on the offensive side. And he probably got in his own head. That's what it looks like. It's just a confidence thing because when he goes to the rim – and he scores and he's sitting there and he's like, oh, you're going this way. I'll just move this hand and I'll put it in or I'll do it this way. Or I'll spin around this bloke. He can do anything on the basketball court. The kid's an absolute weapon. He just gets in his own head and, and launches these threes. And he goes, oh, well, that'll get me going. Well, you've got to watch it go in first. <laughs> you know, a hard rebound off the back of the ring is, is not what you want. Um from your three point shot, and then they off to the races and score against you, and that just gets further in it compounds. I suppose the issue, um, Trey Murphy, I'm with you. I think it's almost that his preseason and summer league performance was too good that people started scouting him, and now they're like overcorrecting. They're like, "We're just never going to let you score the ball because we know you can tear
3: tear teams apart." Um, so I well, also, I mean, I think like if you look at at how rookies generally. Contribute to start a season it takes a little while to get going yeah. and especially a guy that was you know what he's picked what was 16 or 17 I can't remember now
2: yeah.
3: uh 17 um so I mean that's not like a lottery pick that's post lottery picked to getting towards the end and the it was just how fantastic his summer league and his preseason were that our expectations were much higher for sure right but I feel like he's you know at a basically at a normal progression for that round that part of the first round rookie. Um so it's not necessarily that he's having down, being um underperforming. It's yeah. just that he was just so above the level in those earlier things that it feels like it's a letdown. But I, th- I think he'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I agree. And and I think it also gets compounded because Herb's played so well as a rookie and you're sitting there going, well, you know, look, our rookies are so good and we saw him in summer league. And then I think it compounds it you're like, well look at Herb he's made the step but You know, guys come at different rates as well, and they've also got completely different roles. Um, I mean, Trey Murphy's out there to shoot threes, and Herb's out there to just lock everyone up.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
2: Um, we take on the Golden State Warriors what in more well, than a couple of hours, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you expect to see from this? I, don't, I haven't heard whether or not
3: Brandon, you back. Um, but
2: assuming yeah, he's not, I don't, know yet. Um, I don't think
3: we know yet. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you want to, your first thought is, okay, we're losing by 30. But sometimes the way this is historically is this is a game won by 15, you know, like, but I mean, I would say I, if I were betting money on it, I would bet on a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if Brandon Ingram doesn't play. And especially if Herb Jones doesn't play because then, you know, what are am doing. I, I do hope Herbert Jones plays because I think it'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll put him on uh, Steph Curry. And that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Uh, try to take him out of the game as much as possible. He's been in a slump lately, like the last couple of games. He hasn't been himself, but you know how that goes. We're always somebody's elixir. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, you know, he's going to go for a 35 40 tonight, but we'll see. Hopefully, Herb's um, back and can shut him down a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, Herb. Who- he is his ability. i mean, I'll keep harping on her all day. I reckon he's just
3: fantastic. Um, you yeah. know,
2: the way and a very can,
3: nice person, by the way, like i I interact with him a little bit every week, actually. So oh, he's right. a very nice, uh, nice guy, too.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. It's great to hear. That has has completely filled in the uh <laughs> the puzzle for me. I, I just knew it, I knew it was going to be nice. Um, <laughs> he, um, yeah, I think he's 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 really good and he knows what he is as a basketball player. And I think that um, a lot of guys uh, make the jump from either high school or college or wherever they've played and have had to adapt. And it's been a very sharp learning curve in terms of, oh, I'm not the guy anymore. I need to play a role. And um, I think a lot of guys, a lot of rookies find that challenging. Um, to say the least, I think Herb has just found the sweet spot. And he's become the guy. So, I mean, he could be our all-star as well if he wants. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested to see how his career turns out, you know, like if he ever becomes like a more aggressive offensive player consistently or if he's just going to be more shut down defender that gets like 10 points a game or so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'll be really interesting to watch. I mean, I'm happy that he's on the team. It's got me, uh, you know, to really be excited about and enjoy watching him play even in these, like, dark times we're in. As long as you have, like, somebody you can focus on and really enjoy what they're doing and their progression, uh, it makes it that much better. Uh, so I'm, I'm very glad that he's around.
2: Yeah, me, me too. I think it's – um yeah, I like seeing – uh, people succeed, and it seems to be what he's doing. Hopefully, his head's all right, and he can um, he can get back on the um, on the court and, and chase Steph Curry around all today, which will be fantastic. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. I've also liked watching. I know the team is, is the record that it is, but they seem to have a, a desire to play for Willie. You know, they seem to they seem to fight. I know that they have these lapses, in the last game where you score 12 points or whatever it was in, in the last quarter was, was atrocious, but they didn't stop. And I don't think we've seen that for a little while. Do you think the mentality around the team has changed a little bit?
3: I do. Um, my, my concern with this and it's, you know, everybody was very excited about the way they looked in summer league and the way that those guys fought for Willie green. And I was as well, but I, I tend a little bit because it's different with young hungry guys uh, especially guys that are trying to prove their worth and try to make it onto a team or make it into a rotation and that's kind of what we're dealing with right now even even like you know like Jonas Valanciunas is like new to the team so he's trying to establish himself as you know a guy and same with Devontae Graham but it but Brandon Ingram seems to have been bought in he's gained weight he seems to be playing harder on the defensive end but it all become you it all what what am, what am I trying to say here uh it's easier for guys like that are on the fringe and trying to prove something to work hard for a coach and be inspired by a coach then so the real test is going to be when Zion comes back is he bought in is he fighting is he playing hard is he contributing on the defensive end is he going to get in shape is he you know how, how is he going to gel and adapt to the new coach and how is he going to appreciate the new coach and how is he going to work for him? And that's a question, you know, uh, but that's a question for every young coach or really any coach, but um, you know, I just, I sort of tempered my, my belief that they, everybody's bought in, everybody's working hard for Willie until I see the stars buy in and work hard for Willie, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, again, Willie's a, Willie's a great guy. He, he had one of my favorite, um, New Orleans basketball moments, uh, when he played for us back in the day, uh, I went to a game and he hit like 15 straight shots against the suns. You know, he was just like a, you know, he's like a hardworking role player kind of guy. And so when a guy like that goes off, it's always really exciting. Um, so and I got to see him with my job. I get, I interact with a, a lot of Pelicans people, um, sometimes, and, uh, you know, Willie Green, I would see him almost every day when he first came to town. And so I got to tell him about that. And he was, he's like a really nice guy and really welcoming guy and warm guy. So, you know, it's nice to have somebody like that, that here that, um, you know, you can just like and root for, you know, just a really decent human that's uh, really friendly and very open and very caring and is invested in the city. And, you know, it's always nice uh, when you get something like that.
2: Yeah, it is nice. And, it, I mean, I enjoy watching him coach, honestly. I think yeah, watching that demeanour and him just not lose the plot when things bad happen and he sit there and you see him, he's like, settle down or, you know. But when the fire needs to be there, he'll turn around and, like, get into the, into the ref just as much as any other coach. He just doesn't it. I don't know. He just doesn't lose the, lose the plot. You know, he
3: keeps his head. And I, I like that. Um and I think it, I, like, it I, like that phrase. I haven't heard it in a long time. Uh, losing the plot. I haven't <laughs> heard somebody say that in a long time. In fact, like all, all my friends in Singapore, like the ones from uh, Australia or that studied in England and stuff like that, they always said that. So that reminded me of that. So it's funny. <laughs> I hadn't heard it. And that's a part boy
2: part of my usual phrases that'll get a run out now and then. Yeah, there's a few that uh, Australianisms, I guess, that, uh, <laughs> that sometimes find their way in. Um, <laughs> I mean, another thing that happens is well, today, actually, I think in half an hour, is the Birmingham squadron fires up for mm-hmm. their first game. Um, big, big for the team, I think, getting a, a G League team and having an affiliate and, you know, mm-hmm something a bit new. Have you have you followed along with them at all? Has there been much uh, hype around them, around the city or around the team?
3: I don't think there's... a I mean, I wouldn't say there's a hype around mm. them. I mean, there's not a lot of hype around the Pelicans. <laughs> so <laughs> True. so True. It's, hard, it's hard to get excited about the G League team, maybe. Um, I mean, I think everybody's happy that we uh, we have our own affiliate and that it's... Um, I think people were, like, enjoyed the, the forum launch. I think people are generally like the name um i was hoping that they would be in pensacola which i don't know how much you know about our geography but pensacola is is on the gulf of mexico it's a little town in florida that's only a three-hour drive from here so i thought that would be great you know i would consider like popping over there sometimes to see a game because it's a short drive and it's a nice place you know spend the night hit the beach uh all that stuff have beautiful beaches there Um, birmingham's a little bit further um but yeah i mean it, it's great that we have a developmental team of our own instead of and, you know, a lot of people make the joke that we are the Lakers developmental, but, um, or the Bucks developmental team, but um, it's nice to have like a, a place to send players and groom players. My main disappointment about it is we had all those great second round picks um, in this past draft. And there was a lot of guys that were on the board that I was really interested in that I thought we could have taken and really stocked up that, that uh, G League team and it would have been a really exciting team. And I think more people would have tuned in if we had had some of those, those bigger names. Uh, But we'll see. Um, You know, I don't know how hard it's going to be to watch their games. Uh, I guess they're streaming, huh? They're they're, they're all streaming on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, So maybe people will tune in. I don't know. We'll see. But like you said, I haven't seen a bunch of buzz about it, but overall the idea of having it is great.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm the same. I think you need to, in this modern NBA, I think every team sort of has one and um, you need to have that affiliation to be able to, I suppose, develop players and send them back. You know, guys like Alvarado and and Homez and guys that will go back and play down there. I think, you know, that they'll be really good for their development. I think at times, you know, maybe not Kyra because of the rotations that we have, but, you know, in in past times you'd be able to send those rookies down and the second-year players that, could get a couple of reps and and get their eye in, so I think it's it's a good thing. Um, I'm gonna have a look just because I don't know I've got nothing else on this morning, so <laughs> you know, I'll see what's happening. But um, you know, I'm excited to see that all, all play out and see how that goes. Um, before we wrap up, and I really appreciate your time um, in your your Friday afternoon, your dog's adoption anniversary. And congratulations oh, yeah. to that, as you were saying.
3: Um, yeah, we should say hi to him. Come here, Iverson. Iverson, come here. Awesome. Ah, he's right underneath me. Yeah, this oh, is how Iverson. Good.
2: <laughs> oh, he's lovely. It's great. Um, what have been your what What do you want to see going forward for the rest of the well, rest of the season? Your projections for the next, I don't know, short term, medium term and risk the season, I guess, for the Pills?
3: I think, so obviously we already said uh, some continued growth from um, from Herb Jones, see him progress on the offensive side. I want to see Nikhil settle down and become more consistent offensively and take smarter shots. Um, I would like to see Brandon Ingram really establish himself as the man and the lead on this team. Uh, I think that's important because I don't think – that Zion is capable of doing that. And that's a problem we've always had ex- since Chris Paul is like our best players aren't strong leaders. And I think this whole murkiness with Zion actually, you know, makes him less likely to be a leader for the team and, you know, sign for a long-term seems bought in. I think he likes the organization. I think he likes a lot of his teammates, so I like him to like sort of take that mantle. Um, that would be great, and you know I and see Trey Murphy develop along the way, and you know get closer to that summer league Trey Murphy that we saw that was just lights out, um, and just see them just continually improve defensively and especially in terms of rebounding. I mean I think rebounding has been a real problem for us for quite a while now, and uh, if we can shore Stuff up, you know. Even if this year is a little bit of a lost year because we're starting in such of a hole, and we really have no idea when Zion is back, and there's, you know, all the darkness hanging over us because of the whole situation. Uh, uh, you know, will he stay here? Is he happy with the organization? Um, is is the organization able to properly manage him? Um, you know, frustrating, and I just hope that they don't weigh too much on the, on the team this year. And we actually have fun basketball. I'm not this year. I don't really care so much about basketball because I think there's really not a chance that we are going to be a winning basketball team, but I want us to be a fun basketball team. And I hope we get to that when we see like the guys having fun on the court. And that's what I want to see mainly just guys connecting, creating a good chemistry and just enjoying playing with each other and grow along the way and to build upon for next season, whatever next seasons look like, whether David Griffin's here, whether Zion's here, you know, whatever, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I think there's some good thoughts and, uh, yeah, completely with you on all of it. I think, um, yeah, Brandon Ingram, I wanna see him become the guy and I wanna see him be healthy and, and, you know, take this team to the next level, fingers crossed, and get some, I suppose, continuality with the team. And um, I think that's the word continuity. I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know, they'll um, and hopefully go from strength to strength and hopefully we see a bit of on-court success. I think that's what I want to see. And hopefully when everyone's healthy and the defined roles uh, are accepted and um, and people are used to it, well, fingers crossed. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking it out. On your Friday afternoon, where can we find you? Have you got um, anything you'd like you'd like to plug?
3: So on Twitter, I'm at Kevin B for Bounce. Um, I haven't been writing much uh, really since uh, the David Griffin era. I uh, the last thing I wrote, Chris Connor and I wrote uh, a movie, uh, uh, like it's a buddy cop movie about Zion Williamson and Alvin Kamara, the star running back for the New Orleans Saints. That was really the last big thing I've written. That's pinned to my profile if you're interested in, in some weird Pelicans fiction. Um, but uh, I do contribute always to any roundtables we do over at the, at the Bird rights, which is where I write at, but I'll put that in quotes since I haven't really been writing much. And I'm also on the Bird Calls podcast uh, with Ali Cosell and David Grubb and David Fisher and sometimes Preston Ellis. Um, so you can definitely find us there i think we'll probably be recording a new episode maybe on sunday night maybe maybe saturday night we'll see
2: yeah awesome we'll go and check it all out guys and um kevin thank you so much um we got there and again apologies for not getting you on sooner um it's been fantastic and yeah it's always really good to chat yeah same So, thanks again to Kevin for jumping on, guys. Go and follow him uh, and the Bird Rights over there at Twitter. They'd be fantastic. And um, they've always got plenty going on. And a great source of Pelicans news and uh, information. So, go and check all that out over there. It was great chatting with him. Uh, Before we wrap up, of course, we'll thank the sponsors mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up. Get yourself a deposit match. And also Manscaped.com. HOOPBALL20 is the code. two zero hoopball p b We're going to take on the Golden State Warriors in a couple of hours. Uh, hopefully we're all right. Um, otherwise, the Birmingham Squadron fires up in 15 minutes. So go and uh, see that and we'll talk about them as well. See how that goes. But anyway, guys... As always, I am Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Hoopball Pelicans podcast. Bye for now.
0: This has been a Hoopball presentation.